Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome back to the Cinechicks podcast. We are glad you are here, friends. I'm Lauren. I'm Maddie. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks uh, for listening to our first two episodes. Thanks for everyone that has followed us on Instagram. If you haven't followed us on Instagram yet, follow us at Cinechicks Podcast. Yeah, um, it's pretty cool. I if think I the content's it pretty good. I, it's been really important to me that our feed pops off. Like, I just oh, yeah. feel like that's important. So even if maybe you don't want to listen to the show every week, if you want to your eyes just scroll past some fun content. Give Aesthetically us pleasing content. Yeah. So, Lauren, what holiday happened earlier this week? Um, you know, just my favorite holiday ever, Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. Also, I would just like to note, it's not my favorite holiday. I really, it's, you know, it's did, just kind of there. Did you just lie to our audience? I clarified. That's why I said it was sarcasm. We're supposed to be building trust with them, Lauren. It was sarcasm. <laughs> if your favorite holiday is Valentine's Day, I would really like to know. So DM us on Instagram and, like, I don't know if I've met anybody whose favorite holiday is Valentine's Day. No. I, like, feel like every year I, like, have more fun doing Valentine's things than I do oh, Valentine's 100%. stuff. 100%. But I've never had a boyfriend, so maybe that would change things. I don't know. It. I mean... It's still not pleasant. Who knows? So, yeah. married people, I hope, and dating people, we hope you're enjoying it. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day to those who are celebrating. To the rest of us, happy Valentine's Day. We love it. We love That's it. It's great. Um, okay, so Valentine's Day, I feel like Valentine's Day can happen all of the time in movies with all of our rom-coms and love stories. And, oh, yeah. You know, especially when, you know, a movie called Valentine's Day actually comes out. It can be honored. Do you oh, remember yeah. when that movie came out? Uh, oh, what year was that? It was like 2010, maybe? I think it was 2010. 2010, yes. Nailed it. Yes. Um, IMB, IMDb, they gave it a 5.7 out of 10 rating, which I think is interesting. Um, and it's considered a popular movie. And I'm wondering if that's just because it's something that people click on every year to honor, like, Valentine's Day. Because, like, I don't... I don't think Valentine's Day left that much of a lasting impression for me. I feel like it's, like, the, the go-to. If you haven't seen it, it's, like, there's a bunch of storylines that all connect in one way or another. Yeah. And it's all about people falling in love. But it's, like, a very interesting. So they have a New Year's one, maybe a Mother's Day one? I saw it listed, but I have also never seen the Mother's no. Day one, I've so I seen... don't know. Uh, New Year's, but I haven't seen the other one. But I was a big fan of New Year's. Like, I feel like that movie got me really jazzed when I saw it. Uh, we also haven't scored Valentine's Day or any of these movies, so we're going to have to go into our Cinechicks podcast movie ratings, uh, our opinions, but, like, in data form, and rate them. Yeah. We'll but add that. We'll add that after we record. I think something that's interesting in that movie is the amount of famous people that are in it. Oh, the cast is stacked. Which I for sure couldn't tell you a lot of their names, but I do know that the Taylors were this dating was the one and with, in this movie. with Taylor Swift, and it was like Taylor Swift, Taylor Lautner became, like, the couple, and it was just a... V- Taylor Swift, lover to death, not a great actress. 
No. And I think that that she would admit to that. Like, I'm a full Swifty here myself. I love me some Taylor. I think that she would admit that she's not a great actress. However, I do think that she's a great storyteller. Because when you look at Taylor Swift's work, she can tell a really good story. I'd agree with that. But when you look at her acting, like, Taylor, just keep being Taylor. Let's not do I will things. say the All Too Well short film. Excellent. Chef's Kiss. Chef's Kiss for sure. So uh, we liked Valentine's Day. Recently we've seen two other, I guess we should tell everyone what we're talking about today. Oh yeah. Um, So today we are doing kind of a Valentine's Day episode. Recently Lauren and I went to, we used our AMC A-lister profile account, you know, channeled our inner entourage, and we went and saw two movies. We saw... Redeeming Love, and we also saw Marry Me, and so we thought that we would talk about both of them and then even talk about some of J-Lo's other work, because she's a fascinating character, that J-Lo. Yeah, for sure. I would say, like, both of these movies, well, one of them was about what I expected, and the other one was better than I was prepared for based on the trailer. Yeah, I would com- I would agree completely. Like, I think I walked into Redeeming Love, and I had a very low bar set for it like I just thought that I would walk out annoyed and I didn't and then with marry me I thought that I would walk out um unentertained and I walked out unentertained however I will say the one song in it way back to you I think is what it's called or way back to me something like that something, is something. fun is a good song yeah the soundtrack and it was a jam I That's listened to also... it this morning oh yeah. I listened to one of the other ones. I don't remember what it's called. But... I heard you listening to it when you were getting ready the other day. Yeah. It's kind of a jam. Yeah, it's a jam. Yeah. So, um, Lauren, what was your... Ta- tell me about, like, how did you score Redeeming Love in the spreadsheet? Okay. So, Redeeming Love, I... If you haven't read the book by Francine Rivers, mm. it's it's actually a really good book. It's Francine Rivers is technically a Christian fiction author, and so it's actually... I would say loosely based on the story of Hosea, mm-hmm. which is just kind of an interesting concept for a book. But yeah. it's a great book, and so I like kind of went into it. I really enjoyed the book, but I kind of had low expectations for the movie. Like when you look at the cast of this movie, it's a bunch of like people who are not in a lot of other things. Yeah, like the lead actor, I think, literally just graduated, and like this is like the first thing he's been in, and so I went in very low expectations graduated high school no like he's like british and it was like the royal academy of something something well done my dude like something with acting obviously yeah but it was like i liked the book but based on like the trailer and the the movie plus you never know when they try and like redo like christian movies if they're gonna be like good cheesy or if they're gonna actually be like decent yeah and so I went in low expectations, and I actually came out pleasantly surprised. Okay. I gave it a seven overall for critical impression. Yeah, you did. Casting, I gave it a six, mostly because there's, I mean, I didn't really know any of the people, except the villain was played by Eric Dane, who's in Grey's Anatomy. Mm-hmm. And then overall, I gave it a 7.5, so my final rating was about a seven. Yeah. 6.8. Oh. I got confused. I looked at the other one. You're correct. It's a 6.8. So you scored a 7, a 6, 7.5. Yeah, is that what I said? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm just repeating you because numbers are hard for my brain. 
There's also a lot of things on the spreadsheet. Wait, so I scored it a 7.5, a 9, and then a 7. So my critical impression, so my overall score for this movie is a whole point higher than yours. You gave this a 9 for casting? That can't be right. Yeah, I did. And here's why. I gave it a 9 for casting because none of these actors have done anything before. And I think one of the hardest things that we ask actors to do is to do these, like, very cheesy. The way that Francine Rivers wrote this book is beautiful. Like, I remember being in high school and my mom being like, you really need to read this book. And it took me, like, two years to read it because I wasn't a reader. And it's pretty thick. It's a big book. But in this movie, I remember, like, as I was watching it, I was like, oh, I remember reading that. Oh, I remember reading that. Yeah. And I really appreciated that they took these actors with very limited experience and they did such a good job. And I think it would have been way easier for them to put actors and actresses in these roles that maybe had more experience doing something like this. But I don't I wouldn't change the cast. Like That's I, true. I loved the girl that, you know, was the main character. Like she She did a great job. She did a great job. So for the listeners, her name is Abigail Cohen. She, if you've ever watched The Bachelor, uh, she could be a doppelganger for Hannah G. Every time mm. I watched it, I was like, you look like Hannah G. Yeah, I got those vibes. She's also stunning. Oh, beautiful. Um, and then the guy from Grey's Anatomy, whose name is Eric Dane, he was in it. And he was the only person that I had recognized before. Um, okay, so funny story. So, um... I'm big into the Olympics. Maddie, not so much. She tolerates it when it's on the TV. But I was watching snowboarding the other day, and I was doing some uh, social media looking at about Sean White, you know, the snowboarder. And you remember how I texted, it, texted you, and I said, did you know that Sean White is dating Nina Dobriv? Which you said, you didn't know any of the people. She was the mom in the movie. Oh, wait, we know her from Vampire Diaries, right? I've, uh, I've never seen that, so Wait, I don't know. let's open her IMDb profile. I, I mean, she was also in that Love Hard movie on Netflix. Did you watch that? I don't think I watched that. I watched that. that. It was like a, a Christmas... I think the name was based off of the movie Die Hard. Um, yeah. Which is probably the most controversial topic of is it a Christmas movie or not, which we could get into it another time. But she was in that. She definitely was in Vampire Diaries. She was Elena slash Catherine. Sure, yeah, I see that. Was she also in Degrassi? Not that I remember. Yeah, she was. Oh, man. She played Mia. I feel like she's a actress that pops up, like, and I'm never disappointed when I see her, but also I never miss her when she's not there. I would agree with that. But, yeah, she's apparently dating Sean White. So, connections. And then I thought the guy that played Michael in this movie did a really good job because I think his role, like the storyline that he had to tell through the character he was playing, Mm -hmm. it like rides a really thin line of being creepy or like stalkerish. And I never got those vibes from him. And, and I don't want to, I don't want this to be a spoiler alert. Right. So we're not going to talk about storyline. So we're trying to shape our conversation kind of, I don't know. I feel like we could read the, like, synopsis. But, yeah, go for it. So the synopsis says, Sold into prostitution as a child, Angel knows nothing but betrayal. Can her heart ever be mended? And it says, based upon the novel by Francine Rivers. Yeah. So, anyway, he's obviously her love interest in this, and he just, he does a really good job. Um, and so we want to talk about it, because, like, I feel like it's hard for movies like this to actually do well. I, I actually don't know. 
Let's pull up the Rotten Tomato score. Yeah. So this is his film debut. His name is Tom Lewis. Okay. It's, it's his film debut. That's he recently graduated from the Royal Academy of Dramatic Art. I was close. I was right. Yeah. Some royal some. Impressive. Um. Okay. So. Rotten the audience Tomatoes. scored this on Rotten Tomatoes in 95%. So I feel like they're very really? much tracking with us. Yeah, but the tomato meter only gave it a 14%. I feel like that feels on brain. Like, the yeah. critic score? Yeah. Critics are always, like, I've watched movies and I've been like, oh my gosh. Yeah. That's great. But also keep in mind that only 22 people, like, the critic score was only based off of 22 people. The audience score was based over based off of more than 500 people. So I feel like that's got to be fairly accurate. Yeah. It feels a like it feels a little high for me on the audience score. But if I think about like the demographic this movie is probably attracting, that feels on brand. Yes. I'm just saying it did a really good job for what it was. Now oh, yeah. if I compare it to other movies I don't think it's it's not gonna win an Oscar. It's for not anything. comparable. Yeah. No. So I was happy with it. I was happy with my time there. I think I looked at you during the movie and I was like, I'm actually not bored, which I feel like during love stories I get bored pretty yeah, easily. That is true. So, yeah. Okay, so what about Marry Me? What did you think of Marry Me? Marry Me was about what I expected. Like, keeping in mind, like, the number of times we'd seen this trailer in other movies is just ridiculous. Like, I think we sat down for Redeeming Love, and I believe you looked at me and you were like, if I have to watch this trailer one more time. (laughs) And I will say, like, the trailer is pretty much the movie. Like, Mm -hmm. it was cute. I actually enjoyed it more than I, like, thought I would. Like, I went in going, this is about what it, it's just, like... Do you remember in our, like, first or second episode how you were, like, we were talking about um, love stories or rom-coms or something, and you were, like, there's always a meet-cute. Yeah, there's always a meet-cute. This was, like, the ultimate meet-cute movie. But also, I would say one of the, like, most unrealistic meet-cutes I've ever seen. Yeah. Other than maybe Hallmark. So unrealistic. So, essentially, like, I mean, this is not a spoiler, because this is all in the trailer. So, Jennifer Lopez is, like, the star, which is... I also felt like this movie was really just, like, a, a whole album for her. Like, mm-hmm. I oh, feel like yeah. that was the goal. Yeah. Which, the music was good, don't get me wrong. And so, Jennifer Lopez is the main character. She's this, like, pop star. She's getting married to another pop star in public with, like, 20 million people watching. And then she finds out, as she goes on stage, that he's cheated on her. So then she's having this, like, emotional breakdown... And Owen Wilson goes to this concert with his daughter and his best friend. And the friend hands him the sign that says, marry me. And she, like, looks in the audience is like, okay. And then they get married. And it's like. Literally on stage during the concert. Like, if I was that dude, I would run in the other direction. Yeah. It was very interesting. Yeah. And he played, like, the ultimate boring, boring guy. Was, like, supposed to be I his MO. say he was boring. No, but that was supposed to be, like, he lives a really normal life. Yeah. He He's a, goes a to bed math at ATM and goes and teaches math every day and has a daughter and that's his life. Yeah. So he's, like, the juxtaposition, big word, if you will, of, like, her versus him, which I think was the goal. Yeah. Also, like, J-Lo and Owen Wilson is a pairing. You don't naturally put them together. No, which I think means that it was casted well because yeah. that was, like, the whole point. That was the point. Yeah. I did laugh when uh, we were watching this movie. Okay, this was also a Thursday night. There were three people in the theater, and we were two of them. And they, like, have Owen Wilson on the screen, and I said something, and Maddie goes, I thought that was Matthew McConaughey. And I said, no. 
Okay, they look very similar. No, they do not. They definitely look similar. Okay, if you know me or you who follow us on Instagram, please message us and tell us if you think Owen Wilson and Matthew McConaughey look similar because the girl in the movie theater agreed with me. I don't think she did. I don't remember that part. I I think she did. Okay. Anyways. Um, this movie got 58% on the tomato meter, but okay. it has a 92% audience score. Yeah. Which, again, feels on brand. I feel like we got, it probably could have been 25 minutes shorter, and I would have been a little happier. Um, yeah. I did, I, it was pure, pure storyline. It was very, like, it's rated PG-13, but overall it's, like, very clean. Definitely a movie you could see with your parents. Definitely yeah. something, like, maybe a teenage sibling you could take, too. Yeah. But, yeah. Like, I don't really think there was much of anything. Yeah. Okay, so, like, let's talk J-Lo movies. Like, what's up with J-Lo? Like, I feel like, to me... I don't listen to her music, so she doesn't, like, I just feel like I know J-Lo is a famous person. I don't overly associate her with music or overly associate her with movies, but I feel like the movies that she has done have become kind of iconic, but then I also yeah. know that she is an iconic pop star. I, she just doesn't happen to be on my Spotify playlist. Yeah, I feel like she, like, I would say this is one of her, like, newer movies. I feel like she peaked a lot back Early 2000s. Yeah, early 2000s, which is, like, her quote-unquote catalog. Yeah. And I would say, when I rank her versus actress versus pop star, I would say she's... Mm, I don't know. I feel like... I mean, she's done some good movies, which we'll talk about later, but overall, like, this felt like she was probably focused more on the music side of it than the acting, in my opinion. Yeah, but I also think that was the nature of the character she was playing in this movie. Yeah. What did you think of this movie? Did we not talk about it? I feel like I, I gave my two cents. Like, wish it was 25 minutes shorter. That's fair. I'm happy with it. I wouldn't ever need to see it again. Like, there, I've sat through worse movies recently, I feel like. Let's see what I scored it. I scored it. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> My critical impression score was a two. There's oh, nothing ouch. special happening in this movie. There's not any special cinematography. Like, I gave it a four, so I'm, I felt, I'm not... Well, like, the music, because it didn't have a score, the music was, like, part of the storyline. I didn't feel like I could give it any, like, a ton of points. The costuming to me was just, like, how over-the-top and, like, pop sorry can we be? But then there was, like, a couple outfits that I was, like, they're not really flattering J-Lo's body, so that was, like, kind of, like, distracting to me as somebody that loves costuming. And then casting... Here's the thing. Owen Wilson to me, is an actor that can do no wrong. Like, every movie that I see him in, I'm happy with the product I get from him and his role in that product. I think about Marley and Me every time. Yeah. Every time, which I think is a phenomenal movie. Yes. Yeah. So. Cars, also a phenomenal movie. Right. So, Casting Impression, I gave it a four, um, which, like, so I was having lunch with my dad yesterday, and he was like, oh, I love J-Lo. On the podcast, you should talk about how people ha give her a free pass. I was like, what do you mean? And he was like, she's in movies, and people will just love them because it's J-Lo. I would, I would agree with that. She's easy to look at. She's easy to get along with. She's not controversial. Uh, she's aged so well. So well. Um, so maybe maybe that's you know part of this movie, too, is I have a soft spot in my heart for J-Lo, and I just didn't know it. But I gave it a four because, again, it wasn't doing anything great. Even the supporting ca characters that were in this movie, fine. 
I would agree. None of them blew me away. The, even the little girl, I was like, okay, you're a little girl actress. Like, you didn't really give me anything to think about either. Yeah. Um, I mean, my critical impression was a four, so I gave it a little higher than you. But, like, my overall score was five. So it was not, like, mm-hmm. which for, I would say for, like, a rom-com is on the lower side for me. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a feel-good, but it's also yeah. not one that's, like... Like, when I think of, like, Sweet Home Alabama if it or The Proposal, they're on TV. I'm like, oh, I'm going to watch this. Yeah. I feel like if I saw this on TV, I'd be like, eh. Yeah. If there's nothing else on, I'll watch it again. Right. But I don't think it's one that I'm going to, like, seek out re- to rewatch over and over again. Sure. Um, and then my overall impression, I, you know, like, I, I gave it a three. I probably don't ever need to see this movie again. Um, however, I would say if, like, Somebody was like, hey, do you want to go see this movie while it's in theaters? I would maybe go a second time if I didn't have to pay for it. But I probably yeah. am never going to pull it up on Netflix when I, like, have free time and be like, oh, this is a movie I want to yeah. watch. Also, if you have Paramount Plus, apparently you can stream it on there if you don't want to pay for a theater. Oh. Although we love a theater. Paramount so I will plus. always plug for a theater. Plus, I think if theaters ever close, I will cry. So Yeah. I also think that, like, the thing about – I have such a hard time focusing and sitting still in movies that, like, I just have no interest in, which is typically yeah. movies like this. And when I'm in a movie theater, like, I literally feel like I'm going to get in trouble if I'm on my phone. Does anyone else feel like that? Like, a teacher is going to come out and be like, put your phone away? I feel like if there's a lot of people in the theater, yeah. But in this case, no. I don't think the other girl that was in there really cared. No, she was totally doing her own thing. Yeah, which is great. Yeah. Did you notice, so speaking of, like, Paramount, you know, NBC, did you notice how big of a plug NBC got in this movie? With Jimmy Fallon? Jimmy Fallon was on there. They had several shots where it was, like, NBC, the Today Show. Yeah. Whoa! Um, let's talk about all of the things that were, like, uh, what are the... Product placement. There's oh, so much NBC, product placement. I mean, when I found out it was on Paramount, I was like, well, yeah. Yeah. Or, no, not Paramount. Vitamix. Peacock. Vitamix was sponsored. Was um, it on Paramount or Peacock? I'm going to look it up. I think it was... I think it's Param- Peacock now that oh, I'm thinking really? about it. Okay, product placements. I saw a Vitamix product placement. Obviously, all of the... Like, did you find it? It's on Peacock. That's NBC's. Paramount Plus is a different channel. NBC. I stand corrected. I feel like there's other product placements that she did. That was the other thing I about mean, this movie is it was like, I'm... Coach? Coach, Coach Banks? Yeah, I'm J-Lo, this famous person, and I do all of these, like, endorsements, so, like, it, like, gave an opportunity for real brands to plug their stuff. Yeah. What it was, was very the... Interesting. Uh, let's see. Okay, the budget for this movie was $23 million. Whew. The box office of as of today, which it's only been out since Thursday, so it's it's really only been out two days, so I bet tonight it'll make a lot of money. It's only made $3 million so far. Yeah. We also... We- we actually saw this on what would be the now equivalent of a midnight premiere, because it technically came out on Friday, and we saw it on that Thursday night, just because schedule. Yeah. Um, so that doesn't really surprise me. I think I think it'll go up, because, again, it's been out two days. Not well, even. There's already headlines that are calling it a bust. Oh, Jennifer Lopez rom-com Marry Me a Bust at the box office, proposing potential $7 million first weekend. So it's so from Thursday Friday opening it's gotten 3 million so it's expecting to get another 4 million by Sunday. Interesting. Very interesting. Clearly we're recording this on the Saturdays now that we've talked about. It. <laughs> uh interesting. Very I also interesting. wonder how much of that has to do with it being on streaming services. 
Ooh, that's a good point. Like, how can they factor that in? I'm sure that there's a way to calculate it. I don't know. That would be interesting. Oh my god. Analytics, that makes my brain hurt. Fascinating. Okay, so on the topic of J-Lo, what are other movies in her catalog that you feel like really have stood out to you? I feel like there are three movies that, like, when I think of, like, J-Lo, especially with, like, Mm rom-coms, I think of, and that would be uh, Made in Manhattan, Monster-in-Law, and The Wedding Planner, Mm -hmm. which did have Matthew McConaughey in it, so there you go. Yeah. Those are, like, the three I go to. Okay. Yeah, that's about what comes to mind. I've actually seen all three of these movies, so that's... It's a big deal. That's great. They're also, like... I think it was, like, 2002, 2005, 2001. Like, they're they're, they're getting old. Yeah. I don't feel like they're old because I watched them growing up, but then I think about, like, yeah, it's 2022, they're old. <laughs> well, I watched the trailers for them, too, and I feel like they feel aged, which yeah. maybe that's because I just watched J-Lo in, wait, it's 2022. It is 2022. Did you just say it's 2021? No, I said it's 2022. Oh, oh my gosh, my brain. Okay, so anyway, um, what even were we talking about? Oh, movies. I, okay, I watched the trailers and I like feel like all of them feel a little aged to me, but they all feel nostalgic. I would agree. But not in the way that I feel about like the parent trap nostalgic. No. More of like the, um, okay, in a girl's night that could, that could be a pop up again. Have you ever, when you're watching the trailers, have you ever noticed, like, in early 2000s movies, they, like, always have the same guy doing, like, the background narration? No. Okay, you should pay attention. So, like, if you watch, like, movies, like, we, specifically the ones I'm thinking of were Monster-in-Law Made in Manhattan. Yeah. It's, like, you always have this, it's, like, the same guy's voice, and it's, like, a senator, and a mate. It's, like, he, like, narrates what's happening, which yeah. does not happen in today's trailers. Interesting. Yeah, that doesn't. Also, the, like, really long intro to movies don't happen anymore. No. It's just very interesting. It's interesting to, like, see how... I really like trailers. It's, like, one of my favorite things. Yeah. Because I'm, like, I like... If you can grab my attention in mm-hmm. a two-minute trailer, yeah, I'm invested. And so I was, like, it's been interesting to see, like, the evolution of the trailer over time. Yeah. I would agree with that. Especially, like, with, like, um... Like, kids' movies? Like, the trailer that I was, like, you were, we, uh, obviously we went to the movies this past week, and so we keep seeing a trailer for the movie The Bad Guys, which is about bad animals turned good. It's, like, some animated DreamWorks movie. And the, like, trailer is, like, really, like, plays on, like, action-packedness of it. That is clearly a kids' movie. It's definitely a kids' movie, but, like, I don't, like, that's, like, I feel like I don't normally get, like sold on movies like that and I don't know what it is about that trailer but I'm like that's gonna be funny this was one like I feel like in normal terms I'd be like that'd be a funny movie and I was like this looks terrible and Maddie was like I want to see it and I was like what <laughs> but yeah trailers so we watched the trailers for these movies yeah so it was just interesting to see what were your thoughts on Made in Manhattan or what are your thoughts um let's see what I scored it as I feel like that's always a good starting point for this conversation so I gave it a 244, an overall rating of a 3.3, which is pretty on brand for movies like this for me. Um, like, it's not memorable. Like, I, I really knew that I had seen the movie, but I really had to go back to the trailer to, like, 
refresh my brain. Yeah. But again, I'm not one that's going to, like, watch a movie like this and pull it back up later. I would say of the three we listed that we're discussing, this would, like, rank last for me. Like, it was a good movie. Mm-hmm. Ralph Fiennes, Fiennes, I don't know how you say his last name. Yeah. Uh, it took me forever to realize that is the same actor that plays Voldemort in Harry Potter. Yeah. Which, like... Yeah, I didn't know Voldemort that. versus whatever his name is in this movie, because I cannot remember it to save my life. It's, like, very different characters, which I find Well, everything is different than Voldemort. Well, I know, but it's, There's like... There's only one he should not be named Also, for. like, you can't see his face, really, and he plays Voldemort, and so it's, like, oh. You can't see his face? But you can, but he looks different. His nose is, like, sewn shut. He's supposed to look like a snake. I know, and he does. I'm just saying, compared to this movie, it's like, it's hard to reconcile to the same actor. Which means oh, they did a great job agree. costuming in Harry Potter. Also shows his range. I love an oh, actor yeah. with range. Big range. But yeah, this was like, so he's a senator, he's staying at a hotel, she's a maid, obviously it's in Manhattan. They fall in love, but yeah. she's technically lying to him. Okay, what's with early 2000s movies and like, the girl is always lying? Like, Pretty Woman? Oh, yeah. She's lying. Sweet Home Alabama, she kind of lied. She lies. She did lie. Why Why lie. are we normalizing the white lie in the early 2000s? In another movie, in The Wedding Planner, she does not lie. He lies. Okay, but he's a man. What does that supposed to mean? <laughs> I'm just kidding. No offense to our male audience over here. Maddie. There was never a lie in Marry Me. Nope, it's nope. new age. No, neither one of them lied. Same thing with Redeeming Love. There wasn't a lie. Hey, hey, progress. Social progress. <laughs> so that's me in Manhattan. I gave it a 6 for critical, a 6 for casting, and a 6.5 overall. So it ended up being a 6.2 for me. Yeah. Which, I mean, yeah. Seems about right. Yeah. Um, okay, so Monster-in-Law. I love this movie. This movie is triggering for me. It is, like, my biggest fear in life to marry into a family that hates me. Oh, this is, like, I feel like this is every girl's nightmare. Yeah. I feel like I we could do a whole episode on, like, monster-in-law stories from, like, if people sent them into us. It'd be so oh my gosh. Yeah. offbeat and not really what our podcast is about, but, like... Even just from dating, like, it is so hard when you're dating someone and their, like, parent doesn't like you. Yeah, it's, like, my worst nightmare. Right. But you're, like, like the world's most likable person, so that probably won't happen. Oh, well, you're sweet. Thank you. Lauren, are you blushing? I don't know what to say about <laughs> <laughs> uh, Words of affirmation is not my main love language. It wasn't in the notes, so it threw Lauren off. It, it's very true. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, this is like, so this is Jane Fonda is the mother-in-law. Uh, the guy in this movie is very attractive. Yeah. He's, obviously this was like 2005, and so it's, it's been a while. I don't even remember his name. Hold on. Like, I've seen him in things, but he's not like Michael Vartan. Cool. He plays Kevin in this movie. Oh, he was in uh, Never Been Kissed. Which I we... have not seen that. Yes, you have. Oh. We watched that together. It has Drew Barrymore. It... Drew she... Barrymore. Which one is she? Oh, lots of things that I can't... This one she plays um, 
the, so she plays like an adult. Like she is an adult, but she like I don't even remember why, but she it's like true. Goes, Marymore, the girl that's in thirteen going on thirty. Nope, that's Jennifer Gardner. Easy mistake. They don't look alike at all. That's okay. <laughs> uh, no, Drew Barrymore. So she plays the like she like goes undercover. Feels like the wrong word. No, she's a reporter and she enrolls as a high schooler, oh. and he's the teacher. That's weird. and they like fall in love. And so as a teacher, this movie gives me very creepy vibes. Um, Ew. Yeah, but he he was in that. I forgot about that. Monster in Law only has a fifty five percent audience score on Rotten Tomato. That feels like a gross injustice, in my opinion. Yeah, and it's had over 250,000 people score it. Wow, that feels wrong. Disagree. What's the, like, critic score on it? Uh, 18%. Oh. Wow, people are wrong, man. This is a great movie. I think that you like it because it's nostalgic, not because it's good. It's just... <laughs> whatever. It's, it's entertaining. Like, I think it's... I would call this more of a comedy and less of a romantic comedy. Yeah, which I feel like is Jane Fonda's mm-hmm. M.O. Yeah, this also has Wanda Sykes in it, who <gasps> I think we both love. She's everything to me. She's so funny. Wanda Sykes, can you be my mother-in-law? Do you have any sons? <laughs> I don't know. You'll have to research that. I like Wanda Sykes. Uh, I think that she's a wonderful human being. I don't know anything about her personal life, but I just know by the character she's played that I need to be a, more a part of her life. Oh, yeah. She's also in Ice Age. So is J-Lo, apparently. Everybody's in Ice Age. It has a That's huge cast, cast list, also. She also played Rita in Evan Almighty, which is a <laughs> hilarious movie. I think her favorite... She's in Cinderella Story. No, that's a different one. What? Who's she does that not lady? play Rhonda. Who's Rhonda? I, I like, know her name. I'm linking... Wait, no, it's gotta be the same person, no, Lauren! It's, it's no, one, you're pulling my leg. It's 100% a different person. Okay, I'm not even trying to be blanky here. Regina King. Is the no? Would you like proof? Regina King. Can I see pictures of them? Oh, Regina yeah. King. Wanda Sykes. Also Regina King. If you have sons, I would love to marry into your She's family. She's also great. Wanda Sykes. Uh, this is what she looks like. Yeah, that's who I thought was in this movie. And then when yeah. I saw Regina King, I was like, oh yeah, they're two yeah. different people. Different people. Okay, I'm going to get so canceled on this podcast because I combine so many different people. It's okay, I'm also going to have to look up Jennifer Gardening, Gardner. <laughs> Garner? <laughs> yeah, and Drew, Drew Barrymore. Okay, Jennifer Garner. She's the one in 13 going on 30. She's also in Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. She's also in quite a lot of things. Drew Barrymore. No, that's, that's Jennifer, Jennifer Gardner. Gardner. Um, and then Drew Barrymore. She's in 50 First Dates. Never Been Kissed. Lots of ever after. This is an old Oh, picture. yeah. Every time I see her on the screen, I get annoyed. I don't think it's anything she did. I think it's probably a me problem, but. Oh, okay. Um, she was in Scream. You saw that recently, didn't you? The new Scream? Yeah, 2020. She played the principal, apparently. I still haven't seen it. Oh. I thought you'd seen it. Never mind. No, I tried to make plans to see it multiple times, and it didn't happen. Ah. Because well, I have to go with somebody it. else. Or I could go by myself, but I think it's out of theaters yeah, now. Yeah, I, I will not see that with you. Just gonna throw it out there. It's probably not scary. It's probably has weird comedic uh, I moments. I don't care. In it. it sounds not up my alley. But yeah, and then the wedding planner was the last one, which obviously I talked about last week. It's one of my favorite rom coms. Yeah, I I think she does a really great job in that movie. I think she and Matthew McConaughey are good together. Mm-hmm. So. Actual Matthew McConaughey. Actual Matthew McConaughey. Wow, she's in a movie with Matthew McConaughey and Owen Wilson, who are basically 
the same person. They are not the same person. <laughs> you gotta stop doing that. Oh, man. But yeah, I would say, like, I would say, like, that, that's really, like, the main things I think of her in. Yeah. She was in another movie that I, like, hadn't seen, which is why it's not on the list. It's called, like, Second Act. I don't know. What Couldn't that even is. tell you what it's about. Apparently, it's a little bit more recent. But when I was at lunch with my dad, he made it seem like J Lo had been in like a gajillion movies. No, I would say she's probably more well known for her music and the people she dates. Oh, who has she dated that I know? That you know? Yeah. Um. Uh. Um. I mean, she dated Alex Rodriguez for a long time. He's a baseball player, so you probably don't know. Did he play him. for the Astros? I don't think so. I feel like there was a guy. Never mind. And then uh, Ben Affleck, who also was married to Jennifer Garner. Affleck. That's what that makes me think of. But Jennifer like... Gardner was married to Affleck. Ben Affleck. Yeah. Then they got divorced. Oh my. But like, God. I think she's currently. I'm like not fully into the J Lo dating. She was with A Rod. Like they were engaged. Oh, A Rod. I've heard that before. Yeah. Same person. Uh, there was a TikTok trend about him. And Ben Affleck were engaged and then they broke up and then 18 years later they're now back together okay that could be a romantic comedy for sure we'll see they says they started dating in 2002 they were about to get married called the quits ben affleck has a thing for jennifer's apparently it says they started dating last year almost after almost 18 years of calling off their engagement okay i wonder how many parallels there are between j-lo's real life and the movie marry me the, the number of times she's been engaged is tracking. Yeah, that was like a theme in the movie. Yeah. I don't know. That'd be an interesting. Yeah. Interesting research. Very interesting. But yeah. So I feel like that's a good... That's J-Lo. Yeah. Valentine's movies. You go see both of these, actually. I would recommend All the them. movies that we talked about today, I feel yeah. like, would be fun to watch. So what's next for our podcast? What's next? Um, next week, I think that we're talking about Oscar nominations and personal faves. So this will be a really fun, a fun episode compared to like where we've been the last three weeks. Um, it'll be another listing episode where we go through a bunch of different things. I think we'll get to talk about movie. We've we've the last three weeks have been on a lot of like lovey dovey rom com. Yeah. So it'll be a good contrast. We have other to that. genres, I promise. Um, and so I also love the oscars so i'm very excited yeah so that's something to look forward to also we're gonna have like a whole we'll probably do some sort of draft for the oscars oh yeah situation that we'll talk through which may or may not be ready next week um, the oscars aren't until march 27th so we got a while so stay tuned yeah but we kind of know what's going to be nominated oh the nominations are out they came out february 8th yeah so which is what we're talking about next week yeah and so technically we could put our own draft together if we wanted to next week but i don't know if we're quite ready to do that um, so that's what we'll, stay we'll tuned. be. Yeah. yeah. Favorites of 2021? Yeah. Oscar recap. I'm pumped. I'm pumped too. All right. It's a good season. My favorite yeah. season, in fact. It's way better than all the sports seasons. Oh. <laughs> yeah. We're going to end on that note okay. before we get into an argument. I mean, not an argument. That's strong. Yeah. We're going to fight it out right here, right now. We're not going to do that. <laughs> but Yeah. Again, follow us on all the socials. Hey, guys, please leave us a review also on Apple Podcasts. It really helps just all things. It would also help other people people. find, which a lot of our friends are listening, which is great. Yeah. But to help us expand our audience to get this podcast into the ears of other people that may not 
no less. Yeah. We also want to know, like, if there's something that you're like, man, I wish they would discuss these movies yeah. or something. Yeah, we want to know. Yeah. Say, hey. Yeah. All yeah. right, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for Have listening. Have a great week. We'll we see you next catch week. Catch you next week. Oh, 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 o